It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 318 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called The Fallout. It is July 30, 2021, and this is Jen, and I am not okay. And maybe you've noticed a lot of people that work for Blizzard Activision King and other gaming uh, companies are not okay either. And many people of a variety of genders have been sharing their horrific experiences in the workplace. And I've never worked for a gaming company. I the best thing I could possibly do for a gaming company is voiceover stuff, and my chronic illnesses make me unreliable for that. So this episode's going to be about the fallout of what happened after the lawsuit and everything I talked about in the previous show. Now, if you are feeling like me, if this is bringing up trauma from your past, either things that happened to you in the workplace or things that happened to you outside of the workplace, go ahead and skip this show. Take care of you. That's more important. All the stuff that I have in this show can be found on Twitter. So, you know, with the exception of little bits that I'm giving about myself so um yeah if you can't handle this don't don't hurt yourself for this you don't have to listen to it if it's going to cause you harm with that said i'm picking up where i left off from the last show because i had some things that i didn't include in the last show that now i think might be significant and uh this might be a long one so i'm going to go as quickly and concisely as i can with this and i've got this in as much chronological order as i could possibly hope to do in this sort of situation so before the last show, I think our I think Solstone's last show was the twenty fourth, I think. But um, a couple of very well known people at Blizzard had put out some statements on the twenty third, and one of them was from Mike Morheim, and he's got a little twit longer here, and he wrote a thing about how long he's been at Blizzard, and there's a few paragraphs in here that are interesting. I was at Blizzard for 28 years. During that time, I tried very hard to create an environment that was safe and welcoming for people of all genders and backgrounds. I knew that it was not perfect, but clearly we were far from that goal. The fact that so many women were mistreated and were not supported means we let them down. In addition, we did not succeed in making it feel safe for people to tell their truth. It is no consolation that other companies have faced similar challenges. I wanted us to be different and better. He continues, and this is not the whole statement. You can read it. I'll put everything in the show notes. Uh, Harassment and discrimination Discrimination exists. They are prevalent in our industry. It is the responsibility of leadership to keep all employees feeling safe, supported, and treated equitably, regardless of gender and background. It keeps going. You know, uh, it wants Blizzard to stamp out toxicity and harassment, supports the women that have been harmed says he is extremely sorry that he failed you. He says, that's what he wrote. He said, to the Blizzard, to the Blizzard women who experienced any of these things, I am extremely sorry that I failed you. And it goes on from there. Um, so that's Mike Morheim, and he's gotten kind of a mix of responses on Twitter as to what people think about that. And then there's also one from Chris Metzen on the 24th who wrote, this is later than it should have been. Here's my response. And he's got screenshots of 
his response instead of a twit longer, but it comes to the same, really. Uh, His first paragraph is this, We failed, and I'm sorry. To all of you at Blizzard, those of you I know, and those of whom I've never met, I offer you my very deepest apologies for the part I played in a culture that fostered harassment, inequality, and indifference. There is no excuse. We failed too many people when they needed us because we had the privilege of not noticing, not engaging, not creating necessary space for the colleagues who needed us as leaders. I wish my apology could make any kind of difference it can't. Uh, there's another paragraph in here of I'm left feeling the same shock, disgust, and anger that many of you are and having trouble reconciling the place I knew, loved, and worked for for so long in the pa- in, in the past. Wait, so long with the hard reality that I've been that has been presented over the past few days. It's like staring at two wholly different worlds. And he goes on. He's got a whole other page out there too. So that's what he wrote, and he's getting some mixed results as well in this. And neither of these guys are at Blizzard anymore. Uh, Chris Munson is the co-founder of Warchief uh, Gaming, and um, Mike Morheim is the co-founder and CEO of Dreamhaven. So they're both out of the company, and they have been for some time. Um, I'm not sure I know what Dreamhaven exactly is doing. I know... Um, that Metzen's company, uh, Warchief, is, you know, Warchief Gaming is making uh, a TTRPG that was on Kickstarter, and I was kind of into that, and now I'm going, I don't know, because at this point, for me personally and possibly others, I don't know who to believe with this. How can you be this high up in the company and not hear anything? Ever. You never saw anything, you never heard anything, you never, I mean, really? I mean, I find it hard to believe that the number of abusers that have been referred to or specifically named in the mess of this, you know, I I would be very surprised if they intentionally said, let's make sure we never tell the top guys about this, you know? I mean, I feel, uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know whether to believe this. I don't know whether to not believe this. Um, I think Morheim and Metzen are trying to express themselves in a way that isn't intentionally being deceitful or anything like that will come to intentionally deceitful later in this. But um, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to see these two guys that so many of us looked up to for whatever reason, you know, seeing them at BlizzCon or or whatever. And yeah, mistakes were made with um, Warlords of Draenor, I think it was, where it was a boys' trip. But I mean, no one's perfect, but that was bad, you know. Um, I just... I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. So I'm just letting you all decide for yourselves. In addition, there's been a lot of podcasts that have talked about this and mentioned things. There's one called Wow Challenges who posted a twit longer and wrote that uh, a short thing in light of the recent allegations being brought against Activision Blizzard we want to say that we here at WoW Challenges are bitterly disappointed in a company we have always held in high regard it is wrong for anyone to be discriminated against whether that's due to gender, color, etc it is 2021 and all businesses need to be better at weeding out this despicable behavior for those people who feel the need to leave Blizzard games and for those who stay we say that whatever your decision do so with all your heart what is right for you Please know that WoW Challenges embraces all people and we welcome anyone to be part of our community. And this was written by Lita. And then there's um, Warcraft Radio had a response uh, titled To Our Community. And there's, uh, it's, it's kind of long, so I'm not going to read all of it here, but they're, 
Uh, our team at Warcraft Radio is a collective of friends and fans of a game and its community that we've all loved for years. The news of the lawsuit against Activision Blizzard has deeply grieved us. We want to be clear that we believe the women and the victims, and we recognize the courage and bravery it took for them to come forward. We have zero tolerance for harassment or abuse of any kind in our own organization, and we recognize that this culture runs rampant in gaming spaces. We strive every day to ensure our community is a safe space for everyone to enjoy. And they mentioned that they have a code of conduct um, that they've implemented previous to this. I Last year, they implemented a code of conduct to kind of make sure this doesn't happen there. And there's also a paragraph, at Warcraft Radio, we are talking with everyone on our team and taking the time to ensure that every voice on the team is included in our decision on direct action that we can take next. Every show operates with our support, but with its own unique voices, and you will be seeing some statements from many of our show, show hosts and team members over the next few days. So there's that. There's more to it, of course. Realm Maintenance Podcast posted an episode um, in which, not sure which one this was, if I've got the right one, but there was one that basically said that uh, Roe is stepping away from the show and Athelis will be taking over. And you know, I'll, I'll put that so you can listen to it. I think it's the right one. Um, in addition, on that show, on the 25th that it went out, they highlighted my previous episode of Shattered Soulstone, specifically, like when they were talking about, here's some shows that have stopped recording they're just done because of this mess uh with the lawsuits and all of the allegations and and stuff like that and then there's some that are still going i'm still going i don't know for how long but i'm here now and they highlighted that and said basically if you're going to listen to one episode about this whole thing to the shattered soulstone episode 317 and that was that was really nice of them to do i was just I just needed to say things, man. I just needed to get this all out and out of my head. So I'm just thrilled that someone thought it was good work because it could have been a mess. Athelis has um, a long tweet, a thread. It's not incredibly long, but basically it's talking about the horrible response from con- from company executives uh, in regards to the lawsuit and goes on from there. Talks a lot about uh, Bobby Kotek, who is the CEO of lizard i think and you know all this other stuff it's a really good thread and i'll leave you to read the rest of that on your own time telson and evitel i pr- i am hoping i've pronounced that correctly put out a video on july 23rd um and i think it's it's a youtube video for sure i've watched this one in full and the tweet says our faves are problematic blizzard's ultimate shame can we ever forgive and i highly recommend people watch that because it says things better than I could have, I think, and it's in a video format, and you know it's expressing emotions appropriately. Let's put it that way, and you might want to check that one out. All Things Azeroth has posted a couple of things. Obviously, they are, uh, you know, All Things Azeroth. This is a Warcraft podcast, of course, and so the All Things Azeroth account posted on the 26th of July. We will be broadcasting a short recording addressing the recent news in the Blizzard saga and a time and a link. Uh, that's already happened. I was listening to it on their Discord when they were recording it. And they're gonna, they are you know mentioned that they'll post it to their feed shortly after that. On the 27th, the All Things Azeroth account supported the hashtag ActaBliz walkout with a little blue heart and the statement of intent from the people that were walking out of what they wanted out of that. And then on the 27th, uh, All Things Azeroth posted that... 
the show will be taking a hiatus following the news surrounding the lawsuit from the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing against Activision Blizzard. There's a little bit longer of a statement in there, and uh, you can read that. There's a bit of a thread that follows from there. If you go to the All Things Azeroth website, there is a post called All Things Azeroth discussing the Activision Blizzard lawsuit, and there's the podcast audio in there that you can check out. Now, after the show was over... A number of us stayed to listen to people have conversations about how all of this was making them feel and what they thought and all of these kinds of things. And a couple of us that are not part of the show uh, were allowed to come in and talk as well. So I was one of the people talking and listening and stuff like that. And I think if you can get something like that going with your community, it's really helpful to feel like you're not alone. And I think that helped me a little bit with it. But I'm still irate at Blizzard Activision and all of this. So then there was the walkout which you've probably heard about uh, Activision and Blizzard employees, probably King employees as well. It is my understanding that people who used to be employees of one or more of these companies uh, also came to the walkout. And the purpose was, of course, you know, solidarity and to highlight this is what the employees want and need. And so a lot of websites and social media accounts that had something to do with Blizzard games in one capacity or another uh, went quiet for that day so as to not get in the way of the people that were doing the walkout kind of thing, you know? And there were a lot of, you'll see like blue hearts and people changing, they probably changed it back by now, but people changed their avatar to the blizzard blue or a lighter blue. And so a lot of people did that. Warcraft Radio was one of the ones that was going dark on the 28th to um, blacking out their website in support of the walkout. And there was others that did it as well. But that's one of them that did it. There was, I'm probably getting out of order a little bit, on the 27th, uh, Scott Johnson, who you may know his name. He's done a lot of things. <laughs> and he's got a podcast called The Instance. And he did do, I, I listened to this episode. It was really good. And he did an episode about the whole lawsuit, etc. thing with another guy whose name I can't remember because I didn't listen to that episode. But I did listen to this one where he has Jules RPG on and she is a person you might recognize from a podcast uh, a while back called Torn Think Tank. And she's doing all kinds of other wonderful stuff now too. Part of the reason she was on is after he did his show and they explained it in the show, she was one of the people who contact him, contacted him and said... I wish there was a woman on the show. And so she got to be on the show and express herself uh, in regards to all of this. It's a really good episode. It really is. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those where you just have to hear it. You really do. Like Scott Johnson acknowledges some of the things he screwed up in the past and stuff like that and does it in a way without being nasty about it or it's your fault, not mine, which a lot of dudes tend to do when they're called out on something, but he did it the right way. So, and he really listened to Jules and let her talk and say, you know, I mean, it's good. So go check that one out. And then there was uh, a little bit earlier than this, there was that video going around of the woman at BlizzCon in 2010 who was asking a panel of Warcraft high-ups at the time about, you know, hey, I really love all the female characters that you have, and they're great, and they're strong, and they're powerful, but could we have a few that don't look like they walked out of the Victoria's Secret catalog? You might have seen that video. It's pretty short. And the guys on the panel did not take her seriously at all. And some of the people on the panel, um, J. Allen Brack 
was on there. Uh, Alex Afrasiabi, who was named in the lawsuit, was on the panel. They were not respectful at all to what she was trying to say, and eventually she just walked off, and they kept talking about it in a jokey, funny way. I think J. Allen Brack said something like, what catalog would you like them to walk out of? And I mean, this was 2010, but that still doesn't excuse it, you know, and um, Greg Street was on there. I'll get to that in a minute. And it's just, you know, it goes back far. It really goes back far, this kind of stuff. Speaking of Alex Afrosiabi, there's a woman named Anne Armstrong who posted a twit longer. It's a tough read. I applaud her for being brave enough to put this out because just if I had experienced what she had experienced, in the same way, in the same situation. I don't know that I'd be able to write about it on Twitter years later, but she was brave enough to do so. I'm sure it must have been hard, but basically she was interested in Alex, he was interested in her, and then he got really drunk and really abusive towards her, and um, it's pretty bad. Uh, It's pretty bad. Uh, She was brought, uh, she went to BlizzCon, I think, or is it Disneyland? There was a party Disneyland's outdoor hotel area or something. And she was with not only Alex, but his sister, Sammy. They went up to a gathering in an executive suite. She believes from memory it was Rob Pardo's suite. There was about a dozen people up there, including Mike Morheim and Frank Pierce and some other people. And Alex was drunk and it just went really bad from there. She did get to talk to Mike Morheim for a little while, who was there. So now when I read her uh, thing about what happened to her... Knowing Mike Morheim was in the room, um, you know, I'm kind of going, why didn't you say something, Mike Morheim? You had a lot of power. What the hell? You know, it's it's just, uh, you know. Moving on, um, Girls Gone Wild podcast was another group that was in solidarity of not rating or streaming uh, during the Blizzard walkout. I uh, didn't, or logging in. There were a lot of people, it was like, they were saying, don't log in during the walkout. And I think that's valid, you know? Um, That's fine. I have seen, and I don't have these tweets in front of me, but you may have seen screenshots from All Things Azeroth with people gathering in, like, a big group. There was one with a bunch of people that all had that big tree mount. I don't know what the name of it is. Uh, In one area, and there was, like, an area with just alliance people and then horde people that were all sitting together in solidarity, and they were all going to log out the, the moment that the uh, walkout was happening, you know, that kind of thing. So that's that's a thing that happened. Um, the Morally Gray podcast has decided to end the show. There's a very short little podcast episode about this. And again, everything I'm talking about is going right into the show notes if you want to track all this down without digging through Twitter. So, you know, at that point, I was like, okay, there's support for the the people that are trying to make changes here and that, you know, want to be heard. And that's a good thing. And if you want to hear more people's stories, I've been retweeting them into the Soulstone uh, Twitter at Chattered Stone. If you can't read those, that's valid. I mean, do what you got to do. And then um, there was uh, a letter uh, that Blizzard employees were signing a letter condemning the company's response to allegations. This is an article from Kotaku that was published on... I don't know anymore. Uh, Recently. (laughs) And um, the headline originally said over a thousand Activision Blizzard employees signed the letter. There was an update saying it was now over 2,000 that had signed the letter. And um, this is what the letter said. I'm going to read that. It's an excerpt. 
It's an excerpt of the the full letter, so I'm just going to read you what Kotaku put in here. To the leaders of Activision Blizzard, we, the undersigned, agree that the statements from Activision Blizzard, Inc. and their legal counsel regarding the DFEH lawsuit, as well as the subsequent internal statement from Francis Townsend, are abhorrent and insulting to all that we believe our company should stand for. To put it clearly and unequivocally, our values as employees are not accurately reflected in the words and actions of our leadership. We believe these statements have damaged our ongoing quest for equality inside and outside of our industry, categorizing the claims that have been made as, quote, distorted and in many cases false, end quote, creates a company atmosphere that disbelieves victims. It also casts doubt on our organization's ability to hold abusers accountable for their actions and foster a safe environment for victims to come forward in the future. These statements make it clear that our leadership is not putting our values first. Immediate corrections are needed from the highest level of our organization. It goes on from there. We call for official statements that recognize the seriousness of these allegations and demonstrate compassion for victims of harassment and assault. We call on Frances Townsend to stand by her word to step down as executive sponsor of the ABK, that's Activision Blizzard King, Employee Women's Network as a result of the damaging nature of her statement. We call on the executive leadership team to work with us on new and meaningful efforts that ensure employees as well as our community have a safe space to speak out and come forward. Um, And, you know, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot, you know, there is a lot. There's um, a petition, like this was a letter. This was employees, you know, signing a letter, but there was also a petition. And it looks like that's got a ton of signatures as well. I'll put that in the show notes. I just found it now at the end of the Kotaku thing. But it's a, it's a petition and it had more than 2,000, um, and it had a lot of people signing it. So then there was, <laughs> um, I think there's a different one. There was the Kotaku thing that talked about the Cosby suite. Okay. And I'm not sure where I put it in this mess of things here. Maybe it's this one. No, it's something else. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you what I know from it. And you probably have heard about this because it went all over Twitter. Um, So when I was talking with people after the All Things Azeroth show, my impression at the time, based on everything I'd read on Twitter and all the news articles and people just chatting about it in various groups, it was my understanding that this specifically was focused, the lawsuit was specifically focused on the World of Warcraft team, also Activision, although Activision has been you know, sneakily trying to play it down and say, this is the Blizzard lawsuit, there's nothing to do with us in here when their male employees were playing Call of Duty and not working and making the female workers have to do their work too. I figured it was, you know, this is a this is a Warcraft problem. And I mentioned that when I was speaking with people after the All Things Azeroth show. And someone uh, indicated that a person uh, with knowledge of the situation made it clear that it was in the Diablo side of things as well. And that was like, okay, that's hard to take as someone who's been playing Diablo games since the 90s. And I didn't see, you know, and the the person didn't want to disclose who it was that said this. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, you can keep it private. They wanted it private. It's fine. I can totally respect that. And I figured, well, I'll just wait and see. If it's there, then it's there. I'll just wait and see what happened, right? And uh, (laughs) then um, somewhere in the middle there, I've got this other Kotaku thing. Uh, Greg Street was on that panel that I mentioned. Okay, the World of Warcraft panel with the, you know, could we have women that don't look like they stepped out of a Victoria's Secret catalog? And um, I think it was, yeah, it was Greg Street, also known as Ghostcrawler. And he's kind of trying to apologize for that. Not sure what I think about that either. You know, just 
not sure about that. I mean, if, I mean, yeah, it was a while back. Okay, I get that. Uh, he was on a panel. I don't know. I don't remember him saying something specific on the panel, but <sighs> you know what I mean? Now is not the time to be like, oh, yeah, sorry. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's a little late for that, you know. During the walkout, Chris Metzen tweeted, Actably's walkout with a little blue heart. These are a little bit out of order. Uh, Mike Morheim wrote, I stand in virtual solidarity with those in the Activision Blizzard walkout. I promise to be part of the change. Neither of these guys are at Blizzard anymore. I don't know how they're going to be part of the change at Blizzard. I mean, maybe they can make sure this shit doesn't happen in their own companies that they started after. Because uh, you, you may have noticed a lot of high ups left all in a row. There is speculation that I cannot confirm that maybe they had some idea this lawsuit was coming and they bailed before whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, but this is what people think. I have uh, Wowhead posted a statement. I know this show is all over the place. I'm sorry. My brain's all over the place. I think many of us are still reeling from a lot of these things. Um, Wowhead wrote, uh, Activision Blizzard employees are staging a walk-up protest on Wednesday, and I'm putting this here because there's a statement of intent and this is what the employees wanted. Given last week's statements from Activision Blizzard Inc. and their legal counsel regarding the DFEH lawsuit as well as the subsequent internal statement from Francis Townsend and many of the stories shared by current and former employees of Activision Blizzard since, we believe that our values as employees are not being accurately reflected in the words and actions of our leadership. As current Activi Activision Blizzard employees, we are holding a walkout to call on the executive leadership team to work with us on the following demands in order to improve conditions for employees at the company, especially women, and in particular women of color and transgender women, non-binary people, and other marginalized groups. One, an end to mandatory arbitration clauses in all employee contracts, current and future. Arbitration clauses protect abusers and limit the ability of victims to seek restitution. If you don't know what uh, an arbitration clause is, it basically means you know, if something bad happens to you in a workplace, and this is not localized to just gaming companies. It's a lot of big corporations and smaller ones. Um, something bad happens to you in the workplace and you tell HR and it doesn't get handled properly because HR isn't there to protect the workers. You can't go get a lawyer and file your own lawsuit about this. That's what the mandatory arbitration is. They make you sign a thing that says you're going to do that, and it never works out well for the employees. So that's number one. Number two, the adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and promoting and promotion policies designed to improve representation among employees at all levels agreed upon by employees in a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion organization. Current practices have led to women, in particular women of color and transgender women, non-binary people, and other marginalized groups that are vulnerable to gender discrimination not being hired fairly for new roles when compared to men. Three, publication of data on relative compensation, including equity grants and profit sharing, promotion rates, and salary ranges for employees of all genders and ethnicities at the company. Current practices have led to aforementioned groups not being paid or promoted fairly. And four, empower a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion task force to hire a third party to audit ABK's, Activision Blizzard King's, reporting structure, HR department, and executive staff. It is imperative to identify how current systems have failed to prevent employee harassment and to propose new solutions to address these issues. So that's what the walkout people wanted. Okay. There's a photo here. There's a series of photos here from someone who is a game designer at Blizzard Entertainment and they have photos of, you know, the big orc statue outside of the Blizzard 
campus. I'm going to call it a campus. Um, and it's got you know, the orc with the riding the wolf. And around it has these little you know, plaques in the ground because it's a circular you know, thing around it. Someone came over and um, taped over the uh, plaques that said, lead responsibly, every voice matters, and play nice, play fair. So someone feels that Blizzard's not holding that up at this point, and I can see why. Wowpedia, which is like a Wikipedia for Warcraft stuff, they have been busy. They posted that Blizzard is making some hot fixes and we're updating the wiki as quickly as we can. And there's a screenshot and there's like things that are being pulled out, pulled out of the game or, or being renamed. And um, a lot of these uh, have the word Siabi in it. Uh, the great Fraz Siabi, Fraz special pipe blend, you know, whatever. Um, that the great Fraz Siabi is now the great Ezra Grimm. Siabi's premium tobacco is now Grimm's premium tobacco. The Teagle and Forer's strawberry ice cream that people, if you, I know if you play Diablo and don't play Warcraft, this probably makes no sense. But um, the uh, uh, the event where you bring a kid around Azeroth and do different quests and stuff, there's a part where you have to bring him over to the ice cream shop to get ice cream, and it's the strawberry one. So they've dropped Forer out of that, and now it's Teagle's strawberry ice cream. Um, and this is just the stuff that Wowpedia was seeing, you know, and at the end of all of these uh, descriptions, you know, you can see this is like a, a running list of what they've changed. And after every single one of them, it says renamed by Blizzard to remove an inappropriate reference. So that's a thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a thing. Someone's doing that. On the 28th, it also updated... Uh, IGN has uh, a thing. Activision Blizzard employee stage walkout update. Bobby Kotech and employees respond. They didn't respond nicely. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they really didn't. Okay, there's a thing in here. A guy named Jason Shearer, who I he works for Bloomberg. He's a writer for Bloomberg, and he posted on the 27th. Uh, that Blizzard has told employees that it will, and this is a paraphrase from IGN, um, that it will offer paid time off to those who participate in the walkout scheduled for tomorrow. A source within Blizzard separately confirmed the report to IGN, calling it a strong signal that the publisher intends to work with employees. But I've seen people on Twitter, and I'm not going to post them because I don't want anyone harassing anybody as a cause of you know hearing about this on my show. But um, they're saying that you know it's a trap, basically. Don't do it because if you sign something saying, yeah, I was at the walkout, they could use that against you later. Oh, you're at the walkout. Well, we'll just not hire you back. We're going to end your contract. We're going to whatever. You know, it could be a lot of those things. And it's kind of scary to think about that in terms of Blizzard. You know, I mean, a lot of us played a lot of Blizzard games. Some of us are still playing them. And that's okay if that's your comfort zone and you need that. Or if that is, you know, the way that you get to hang out with your friends and you need that. So be it. I'm not going to judge anybody on that. But so, and also, like, a lot of um, people were posting photos from the walkout of people holding signs, most of whom, if not all, were wearing masks. There's a huge photo of a bunch of people that were there, and that was just the people that wanted to be in the photo. Um, don't pass those around. <laughs> don't pass those around. Now, one thing I've learned from living through 2020 and 2021, but especially 2020, is if there is some sort of protest... Don't take pictures of people's faces and put it on social media because that can be used against them by nefarious people who want to harass or harm them in some way. And in this case, it could be used against them by higher-ups at ABK. So don't do that, <laughs> okay? Just don't do that. Don't put people in harm's way. I know it sounds like, oh, I'm going to post their these pictures and, and support them, but it can backfire horribly. So you don't want to have that 
you know, happen. Yeah, and I think that's most of what was in this particular article. Some of that is just me talking about what I've seen and my own uh, suggestions there. Oh, here's there is someone in here, um, and this person is a game person, but I just kind of paraphrased. I didn't read his tweet until now, but yeah. Activision Blizzard account. It sure looks like it's the actual Activision Blizzard account verified, all that. There's a quote. It says, I want to recognize and thank all those who have come forward in the past and recent days, so I appreciate your courage. Every voice matters, and we will do a better job of listening now and in the future. CEO Bobby Kotek, who I don't believe at all, you know? And there's this letter here, and it's... Uh, here's the key part of it, okay? Um, many of you have told us that active outreach comes from caring so deeply for the company, that so many people have reached out and shared thoughts, suggestions, and highlighted opportunities for improvement is a powerful reflection on how you care for our communities of colleagues and players and for each other, ensuring that we have a safe and welcoming work environment. You can, you can probably hear the sarcasm in my voice at this point. Is my highest priority. The leadership team has heard you loud and clear. We are taking swift action to be the compassionate, caring company that you came to work for and to ensure a safe environment. There is no place anywhere at our company for discrimination, harassment, or unequal treatment of any kind. We will do everything possible to make sure that together we will improve and build the kind of inclusive workplace that is essential to foster creativity and inspiration. Now, here's the thing. It goes on. I have asked the law firm Wilmer Hale to conduct a review of our policies and procedures to ensure that we have and maintain best practices to promote a respectful and inclusive workplace. This work will begin immediately. The Wilmer Hale team will be led by Stephanie... Uh, Avakian, who is a member of the management team at Wilmer Hale and was most recently the director of the United States Securities and Exchange Commission's Division of Enforcement. Now, <laughs> about that. Kotaku has an article they posted in response to that that says Activision Blizzard hires union busting firm as workers start to come together. That's what they are. Here's a paragraph from that article. Wilmer Hale is one of the most prestigious law firms in the country. It's actually a combination of two law firms. There's Boston's Hale and Door, founded in 1918, known for representing U.S. Army pro bono in the Army-McCarthy hearings in the 1950s, as well as President Nixon in 1974's United States versus Nixon. Then there's Wilmer, Cutler and Pickering, founded in D.C. in 1962. Founding partner Lloyd Cutler served as an advisor to Presidents Jimmy Carter and William Clinton and founded the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, da-da-da-da-da. Um, basically, says Kotaku, Wilmer Hale is a big, powerful law firm that takes on big, powerful clients. Lawyers from the combined firms were part of the special investigative committees hired to look into the finances of both Enron and WorldCom. Wilmer, Cutler, and Pickering represented Swiss banks accused, from pro accused of profiting from the Holocaust, as well as German companies accused of exploiting forced labor during the Nazi era. That's Wilmer, Cutler, and Pickering. That's Wilmer Hale, okay? That's what it is. They um, they looked into finances of Enron and WorldCom, but we don't know to what end. And, you know, they represented Swiss banks accused of profiting from the Holocaust, which is, oh my God, why would you support them and try to represent them? And German companies accused of exploiting forced labor during the Nazi era. That's who this company is. That's who they are, okay? It gets worse. Um, they also, uh, they're associated with Amazon, okay? <laughs> 
Wilmer Hale has advertised anti-union services that give Amazon its union-busting reputation, or actually gives Wilmer Hale its union-busting reputation. Earlier this year, Amazon workers in Alabama voted against unionizing following a company-led campaign that included lengthy, quote, information meetings, end quote, spreading anti-union rhetoric and signs with the slogan, do it without dues, suggesting the proposed union was only interested in taking workers' fees without offering any substantial support. That's who Bobby Kotek hired. I don't believe for a minute he's going to let people unionize. He's going to actually make changes. You know, this is a company that has worked for presidents in the past. This is a company that has busted unions at Amazon. This is not good. This is not going to be a good thing for the people who work there at all whatsoever. And I don't believe a word that Bobby Kotek says. And I also don't believe Fran Townsend, who came from the Bush administration. And I'm just like, y'all, we can see through this. We can. There is a Twitter account that apparently just started, and it's called A Better ABK. It says the employees of Activision Blizzard King working together for change. They posted one tweet. They are following zero people. There are 171 people following them. I have no fucking clue who's behind this. I don't know if this is someone who is working at Blizzard and wants to make changes, but not publicly. I don't know if this is someone who's maybe someone who loves Blizzard's games or Activision's games or whatever and and just wants to have a place where people can like share ideas on how to make changes and stuff like that. I don't know if this is somebody from high up in one of those companies kind of using this as a trap to see what who's complaining. You know what I mean? It's kind of scary. It's like, ugh, you know. And then there's this IGN article, which is hugely long, and I'm only going to go into parts of it because some of it you already know about. And it talks about there was a walkout. It talks about the firestorm that followed. It talks about, you know, all this other stuff. And it talks about the Cosby suite. <laughs> it, it does. And that one I have here. Okay, so Kotaku posted about the Cosby suite, right? Now, they posted a photo of, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dudes on a bed in a hotel room holding up a large photo of Bill Cosby and smiling into a camera. And now, up until... Kotaku reported this here. I thought that people were calling the Cosby suite, you know, something that Alex, I can't pronounce his last name correctly. It, it was a way to ward off women from encountering Alex by yourself, because at this point, it seems like he was a well-known predator um, to people that had to work with him and some people that knew him and stuff. So I thought, okay, so they're calling it Cosby suite. Like, is, is he harassing women there? Like, what is this? I thought it was like a whisper network form of protection. So people wouldn't get abused, but no, that is what these people actually called the suite in a hotel at a 2013 BlizzCon where they had a big old party with a lot of booze and people who worked for Blizzard and higher ups or, you know, people that were notable in Blizzard and friends and family and whatever the hell else. Um, and it's bad, y'all. It's real bad. Um, there was a chat that went out that I will not repeat. Kotaku has photos of the sheer amount of booze that was in that room. Um, the chat is horrible. It involves a lot of people that were in there. And yeah, and from my perspective, like I, I kind of knew who some of these people were, but one of the people in that photo is Josh Mascara, who was instrumental in the Reaper of Souls expansion for Diablo 3. So that was kind of like, okay, that's definitely part of the Diablo stuff as well. And I can no longer go, well, maybe Diablo's still good, you know? Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the IGN article mentions that. And 
there were other things that were going on as well. I'm trying to find it in here. They, it's a really detailed article. If you have no idea what's going on, read the IGN one. Um, I know there's a few of them in here, but this one. But I guess like there were, um, there was just a lot of abuse, y'all. There's somewhere in here, and I'm looking for it. There was women saying that they were using the uh, lactation room. If you're pregnant and you're at work, your and and you want to you know nurse your child physically instead of through a bottle depending people's choices are different for, for a lot of reasons then you have to basically use a device to collect that so you can bring it home to your kid and a lot of companies have lactation rooms where you can do that in because it takes some time and you don't want to do this in your cubicle and all this so I guess guys were coming into there because there wasn't a lock on the door for a while and just staring at whatever woman was in there and it's just like it just gets worse and worse and worse like the rot goes deep y'all it really does there's um, a World of Warcraft the, the World of Warcraft account posted a message from the Warcraft team and I kind of feel like this might also I don't know who wrote this I don't know who's behind this I don't think it was, it might have been high up, I, I don't know, but a lot of the stuff I'm looking at, considering everything else, it feels like, oh, we're going to do better now, you know, and I don't know that I believe that either, <laughs> you know, um, there is an account on Twitter called R3Z, and the person behind that account took the photo used on the Kotaku article of all these guys, uh, kind of leaning or sitting on a bed with the Cosby thing behind them um, and names who they are and where they are now. So if I go from one side to the other, uh, Greg Street is there holding up, like with his hands holding up the Cosby photo. Uh, it says he's a VP at Riot Games now. Next to him is Corey Stockton, who it just says Blizzard. I don't know if he's still at Blizzard or if they don't know where he went after that. Uh, David Kosick, Deviation Games, that's where he's gone. Josh Mascara, who is holding up the other side of the Cosby photo. Uh, he's at Bonfire Studios now. Jesse McCree is still at Blizzard, apparently, or was, I don't know where he went. Uh, Jonathan LaCraft, Blizzard. Paul Cazares, uh, Zenimax Online Studios. And Alex Afrasiabi, who was at Blizzard, and no one seems to know where he's gone from this point on. There they are. There they are. And there's been a lot of, like, walking back about... Um, I didn't know about, I didn't know Cosby was a predator. I could not, I could never have known that. How did this happen? And it's just making me ill because this is exactly what seems to be happening in all these gaming companies and other, probably other businesses too. Oh, someone was harassed. I didn't know that was happening. Oh no. And then, you know what I mean? It's like, what are you doing? And like Greg Street has posted sort of an apology that I don't know that I believe. And Josh Mascara posted a thing on Medium. Yep, Medium. I do write stuff for Medium, but not shit like this. And uh, it's called BlizzCon 2013, the Cosby Suite. And in it, he is talking about how, you know, he didn't know that Cosby was a predator. And, oh, I thought this was about, you know, uh, there's like many have said this. I don't know how many that, you know, he thought it was, a lot of them are saying, oh, I thought the Cosby thing was because he wore those ugly sweaters on, you know, that show. And, and you know, here's a, a really ugly hotel room with a really ugly carpet, and that's what it was. But no one seems to be able to find any proof that there was a carpet like that or that there was a boardroom or something in Blizzard or yeah, at Blizzard or something that had, you know, an ugly carpet or something. And, and it's just pretty bad and um so I, I can't even read all of this but 
Yeah, he was uh, Josh Mascara was a fan of Bill Cosby when Cosby was on the you know the Cosby Show playing uh, Doctor Huxtable, and you know, okay, sure. Lawsuits about Cosby go way back. They go way back. Like I don't know how people didn't know this, you know. And and Mascara does say that once he knew what had happened with Cosby, he that was hard for him and all of that. And um, and so now. In light of everything, here he is smiling and holding on to this photo of Cosby with some other guys that are all smiling and another one holding up the photo as well. And this looks real bad. This looks real bad. And it's really hard to believe from my perspective. I mean, your opinion can vary, but... uh, And a lot of these dudes, and you know, it's like, we have to be better. We're sorry. We're not going to do this again. I didn't know. And uh, I don't know that these understand that that's what we're hearing but we are uh there's a person who tweeted i'm genuinely curious how at play overwatch will handle mccree since he's entirely named after one of the cosby suite trash bags guy with mccree is the name you know um you might remember nevelistus she was a community manager at uh diablo and was fantastic at everything i could see that she'd done obviously i don't work there so i have no idea she wrote a blog post about her experience at blizzard entertainment and to preface this she wants to make it she made it abundantly clear she's not a victim of sexual abuse or assault this is about workplace issues like not being heard like being passed over for promotional things like you know, all this other kind of stuff that did happen. She does not name anyone, and that's fine. She doesn't have to. Uh, but it'll give you a clue. Like, if you're like me and you thought, this is just World of Warcraft and, you know, I mean, Activision, they make Call of Duty that's known for being toxic. So, I mean, you know, but this was this was the Diablo teams as well. So just know that. WoW had posted a tweet that shows Activision Blizzard stock just dropping off a cliff on the 28th. Uh, it looks like it started to bounce back a teeny, teeny bit, but, you know, there it is. And Scott Johnson, who's also an artist as well as a podcaster and many other things, he drew this picture of a hearthstone. So if you play World of Warcraft, you know what a hearthstone is. That's how you get home, right? It's how you get back to wherever you've decided the inn is that you go to regularly with your character if you're playing hearthstone i mean that's a big part of the game you know it's in there and all that stuff and he's got like a really thick hearthstone that's been dropped and shattered into four pieces and cracked and little pieces on the ground around it and he's titled it no way home and i think that might be a really good visual reputation reputation of uh, representation sorry of how a lot of us are feeling right now like for me it's like I tried playing Diablo 3 somewhere before, you know, the Cosby Suite article came out and all that, but, um, and it was hard. It was like, I mean, I've been playing the game forever. I'm not saying it was, you know, the gameplay was hard, but being in there, not knowing, is this a company I should support? Can I look at this game the same way, knowing what I know? Um, you know, it was hard to do, and I haven't logged in since. It's been about a week. That's really weird for me at the beginning of a season when it doesn't overlap with when my freelance work starts. You know, it's, it's rough. I have a Reaper of Souls collector's edition that was signed by everybody working on it at a, uh, a launch party. It took place in L.A. in a big building that was a church. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, got to talk briefly with Josh Mascara because he was one of the ones signing things. And um, I remember at the time, you know, he knew... 
you knew what the Shattered Soulstone podcast was, and, and I wasn't the only one there. Navik was there um, as well. Manlow was there. He used to be a host on the show from time to time. And um, I'm sure that he, I, at the time, I was like, oh my God, you know my show? That's great. You know, and I would assume that he had the same conversations with the other two guys that on the show that were at the thing. But now I'm going, is he talking to me about this because he likes the show? Or is he talking to me about this because I'm a girl? And at the time, I didn't know I was non-binary, but yeah, I am. But I present as a girl. So I've had all kinds of abuse that every other woman most women experience as well so it's just like i look back at this and i'm like what was he actually saying now that i i have this context you know it's it's weird and sitting next to him was mike morheim and he was very quiet and very smiley and i think he's an introvert honestly and he just signed the box and i was like oh, you know <laughs> um you know because it was like a big deal to like at the time to you know meet someone from blizzard you know like that and after all these allegations, I, like, had to take the box and put it in a cabinet we have other games in, you know? Because I couldn't handle, like, who else is on here that might have been an abuser, and that's where my head is right now. So, there's that. But I am going to leave this show on a positive note. As you know, Wolf Cryer does the Level with a Cause every start of a season, and did one for season 24 of Diablo 3, and a lot of other people did too, and it was giving money to save the children, which is a really good charity. And on the 27th, he posted that over $5,100 was raised for Save the Children during the weekend's level with the cause charity. So there's still good things you can do, even with the company crumbling around us, even with everything we may have thought we knew about certain people at Blizzard and Activision and all of that. There's still good in this and this is this is a huge good. This is literally helping people. Um, and I guess uh, the team of streamers raised five thousand one hundred dollars, and level with the cause all together raised ninety one thousand nine hundred dollars for charity, including sixty two uh, k for save the children to date total. So I mean, these are good things. These are good things. You know, I'm not a streamer, so this is not something I could participate in, and I'm having trouble playing Blizzard games right now. But I don't know. Um, there's also a uh, a comic someone made that's kind of lighthearted, but also having good advice. And it's brought to you from uh, characters that are in um, Heroes of the Storm. And it's a comic with uh, like Diablo walking around, like he's showing you around Blizzard and talking to the other people that work there. And kind of it's 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 kind of it's uplifting. So I'm going to give you that to finish off the show with. And as for Shattered Soulstone, I think I'm going to keep going, but I don't know in what capacity. And we'll just see what happens. All right, so this has been a long, rambly show. If you made it this far, thank you so much. I'm going to close the show now. You've been listening to episode 318 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in game, although I'm not there right now. Um, our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discard, Discord, Discard. Wow, Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook at facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. Thank you for listening. <laughs>